0: i'm Kendria. i need you to go like follow and subscribe soul Productions.
1: what's up everyone and this is next level thinking what's up everyone this is another episode of next level thinking as we help you bring you to the next level it's your host chris holmes as always but today we have a lovely guest by the name of
0: nancy smith hi Uh everyone
1: Awesome. So go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about yourself, about this awesome personality <laughs> we have in the, her very own house. <laughs> oh, welcome, Chris. First you, of all,
0: um, my name is Nancy Smith. As I said, and I am a author. I am a minister. I'm a motivational speaker and a life and career coach. You're
1: Just gonna hit the water hose with us. I thing. mean, you have to. You <laughs> yeah. have to. You know. Cool. Cool. So we got a lot of moving pieces going on, which is fantastic. Yes. But let's go to the origin story. So like, we have the speaker and all that much more, but. How did nasty like really begin?
0: So, um, I am a US Army veteran. Okay. And Respect in the yeah, yeah. Army go army, by the way. <laughs> and um and so I ended up getting out of the military and because things were changing, I was just like, okay, I need to do something different. Like
1: what was like sparked that change? Was it like something going on out there or it was it like more personal side? Both. Both. Yeah,
0: so um being in the military and being one that was accustomed to deployments and things like that, um, I just didn't like the shift of the organization, right? Because mm-hmm. even though it's the Army, it's still an organization. And it was taking shifts that I was just like, this probably isn't for me anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And then internally... I knew it was a bigger world than the Army, mm-hmm. right? And I wanted to discover the world.
1: And this is one time where you just want to spread your wings like, yes, I have this here, and uh, let me see what else is up in store. Yeah,
0: I, I just had an idea. It got to be something more mm-hmm. than this, right? And um, I got out of the military, and unfortunately, I was unemployed.
1: For yeah. how long?
0: You know, um, let's see here. I So initially... I wanted to be unemployed for like three months, right? Yeah, that's, we always yeah, just, yeah, just yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I was like, I got ninety days. That should be fine. <laughs> yeah, but I was under the impression I'm a veteran. Everybody would hire me. Oh, unfortunately, that was not the case. <laughs> not just... it was not the case. So I um I did job search and try to find myself. Maybe about eight months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so um, What I realized is I have led many soldiers to war and back and made sure you know The person who trusted me with their child's hand their life, right? Mm -hmm. I brought them back safe and sound and and, and loved and poured into them, but in the civilian sector They cared nothing about that. They wanted me to come in at the very bottom
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah Yeah, that was a hard slap in my face. A hard <laughs> slap in my face, you know. And mind you, I didn't just do three years in the military. I did a, a total of ten years in the army. Also, you
1: have plenty. Of, I mean, I'm just going to go like pivot right here because honestly, like, a lot of us think when it comes to, like military and things like that, like the what they promote it on TV, the experience and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, thinking, just like everybody else. Like mm-hmm. once you come back home, you got so much experience. And when it comes to leadership, communication, and all that, much more. mostly, you know. Employ- employers will be like, okay, we are gonna you know, we respect you for what you did in your country, and you're saying, oh, not the case. Absolutely
0: not. So what, what ultimately ended up happening is that they see, like I said, the military, oh, that's great, that's phenomenal, but that's just another organization. Um, you don't have skills in this industry for this type of organization over here, right? Yeah. And so when you put it in those kind of terms, it just changes the whole dynamic of it.
1: Okay, so with that said, like, give like a, this is going to be your moment to shine to really be is okay. what were some of the things that you learned in that particular moment? Because it's always something that, like, when you face adversity or challenges, it brings something even better out to you. So, during this, you know, trial, yeah. like, what, what were you learning in the, in the process? Uh,
0: not to get comfortable in one set of skills.
1: Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> that was the biggest lesson yeah like i figured because i had a great backing right um i had traveled the world I, i've accomplished a lot inside of the military so i was relying on those skills and i had really gotten comfortable but now that i'm into a new world because it's a whole other world outside the military i realized i was way too comfortable so now I'm either going to cry about it or I'm going to boss up about it. And I saw a meme that says, you're either going to cry, cry about it or boss up about it. And it's at the end, it said, I'm going to do both. And I was forced to do both.
1: And that is a big, huge uh, life lesson. Yep, because sure. like, you can cry all day, but you know, life's going to keep going regardless. Keep going. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, and so at that point, I had to dig deep within myself and find a new me, mm-hmm. Right. Um, only thing I knew was being on time, being sharp, being proficient in the skills that the military taught me. It's such a
1: thing, like the foundation that's what you were um, taught in an organization. Absolutely.
0: But I figured that it was more than more to the world outside of the military. Right. And so now I fail to realize then that means that it has to be more to me and now I have to find me. Okay.
1: Yeah. Right. And that's one of those, I uh, think, if you really think about like any or whoever you like you look up to they always have that point where it's like there's more to it than just this or it's more to yeah. myself than just this and i feel like sometimes you got to be put in that situation or environment to, to wake you up
0: absolutely absolutely um you know i i ended up going back to school right okay. um and i ended up getting my degree but in the meantime i started working at a nonprofit right Um, I just needed something that was gonna balance the two Two? yeah Yeah. Um, I discovered about myself that what made me a great soldier was because I was giving back I was serving um, the great people of the United States of America protecting and serving them Mm -hmm. and and that meant a lot so what I learned in that transition is that I have to be somewhere where it's rewarding right Mm -hmm. Um, and so as I'm working for this nonprofit working with veterans that um, have gone through the same thing that I went through, and now understanding that the world has such a high expectation for us, but failing to realize that this is all new to us, and they give us no leeway out here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, because, uh, like the stereotype is, you're a veteran. People love you. You should be. It should be easy for you. Mm. You were in the military. You should be able to survive out here. No, I mean a culture shock because.
1: It's completely different. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's very, because like, um, honestly, uh, I can't remember the stats on that, but they were talking about how a lot of people who have served our country that are homeless. And Absolutely. that's something that we need to, just imagine you're putting your life on the line and you're doing everything or barely making it out alive. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now you're back at the very bottom.
0: Absolutely. And And let me address the homelessness situation. Mm-hmm. So... In the military, they tell you how to eat, think, dress, feel, process, and we're going to provide your needs. We're going to provide funding for you to stay somewhere. It's like to a live system somewhere. in place, with it, yeah. Absolutely. So now, um, when you come out of the military, it's like going through a divorce because you're divorcing your your stability. It's a bad. It's a bad breakup because once you're out of the military.
1: That's it for you. That cushion's gone. It's gone. Okay.
0: And now, you're in a state of shock like, oh, nobody's going to give that. Or like,
1: if I fall, it's like, wait a minute, I'm going um, yeah, to fall. Yeah, I'm going to fall. Like,
0: seriously, I'm going to fall, right? Okay. And then the systems that are set up in place, um, Obama kind of made a shift in that, right? Um, but And it's better now. But it was real hard for us because we were fighting for benefits that we deserve. Most people are like, oh, you're taking care of for the rest of your life. No, you have to prove that you are that you deserve or that you need those benefits, mm-hmm. and that could take a year. It could take five years. It could take ten years.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a huge shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then along this, of course. I want to hit on this because I'm really am a strong believer that you really grow into the person that you really should become when you're outside your comfort zone. Absolutely. Yes. So, put some more insight onto that.
0: Um, so, what, what I realized is, you know, the, the hit back on what I was just talking about, I didn't realize of the system I was in and how comfortable I was in that system, right? Um, it was natural for me to go to deploy because that's what I was supposed to do. But now that I'm out here and the requirement isn't go and defend and deploy, now it's go find you and take care of you, rescue you, right? And I had to become my own
1: soldier. I feel like there was a quote in there somewhere. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of working on
0: something, too, you know, yeah. match my rescue to be the yeah. proper title of it, okay. you know? Match my rescue, you know? And um and so I, I was in a culture shock realizing... People don't always show up on time. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People don't always do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, I also had to realize that the amount of money that I was making in the military was not just gonna come to me out here. Yeah. And so now having to struggle to to pay Peter and Paul, yeah, yeah and, and hoping that Samantha would let me hold five dollars, right? Um, I, it made me look at myself and say, this is not it for me. This, this can't be life for me. And I contemplated going back to the military, but I was like, I didn't leave Egypt, right? <laughs> to go to, back. To go back. <laughs> yeah. I didn't leave Egypt to to go back. Right. And so, you know, that's when I started have, having to tap into my spirituality as well as my own power within. Right. Um, I had to start understanding faith without works is dead. Ooh, completely.
1: Yeah, it's it, it, it <laughs> completely dead,
0: right? So I had all the faith in the world that it had to be something more to it. It Had to be something better. But now I had to really put in the
1: work. Oh, yeah, I did definitely got to ask this question right now because I feel like this re- this question right here impacts everybody. Yeah. Now honestly we all like you know allies from people much more mm-hmm. and we pray like oh one day i'm at the lottery yeah oh, i'm praying that oh i'm laying on the couch but i'm just gonna pray and pray and pray that's gonna happen but yeah you're not putting no works absolutely so going more in detail about actually putting the steps together to get of course you know have your faith yeah you have sure. to walk into it as well and absolutely. i feel like there's like, too many people like i want to do this but Oh, that that looks so hard, so I don't want to do it, or yeah. that looks like it's going to hurt, so I don't want to do it, or that looks a little dangerous, so I'm just going to stay here.
0: Yeah, so um, my first work was to swallow my pride and take a job that was paying me $11 an hour.
1: Which was? Um, working at a
0: non-profit
1: mm-hmm. at, at the front desk. And I feel like pride is the biggest thing that people got to swallow. I, I had and to swallow my pride. I feel like that's the biggest thing holding mm-hmm. a lot of people back.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it, that that was a mind you. I'm the cutest thing walking. I'm I'm a soldier, and now I come from making massive amounts of money to $11 an hour. Ooh. That's beneath me, right? And mind you, I have people over me that haven't been in, through any real struggles, and I'm sitting up here like, do you Listen not know? Yeah, yeah. Do you not know? <laughs> <laughs> complain about the dumbest stuff, like, right? You, complain, you probably you probably get
1: you complain about that. Absolutely, absolutely,
0: absolutely. And me swallowing my pride and going home crying at night and me saying I'm just not real sure about where I'm going mm-hmm. and if this is it. But I know I'm going somewhere. It's something better. It's something better, right? And so in that moment, I started to realize I had to find the opportunities in the weaknesses and my weaknesses and in other people's weaknesses around me. And what that means is that my weakness was my pride. Like I'm weak now because I I don't feel as great about myself, right? But the question is, am I going to look past my weakness and see their weakness and
1: find strength in it, right? That's very like uh, power right yeah. there. It's yeah, it's find um, strengthened in other people's weakness. Hmm.
0: Yeah, and so instead of becoming a competition to them. Which most people start to do. A lot I, of Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you don't become a competition to them. You become a help to them. Mm-hmm. And you will excel faster. And so what that means is that, again, tapping into my spirituality, you know, um, the Lord was, was dealing with me about you like to help. That's your gift. You help. You serve. Then find the people that need help. And that's where your strength is going to come in. So I naturally flow in helping people, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're weak in that area, and you're complaining about it, and it's easy. I'll do that for you. Not a problem. I can help you with that. Why don't you do this, this, and this? And so within 90 days, which is unheard of for this particular nonprofit, they promoted me up to an employment specialist. It was like, we can't have you here working the front desk. Not not with this. And it was a unanimous vote. And they, they will um, petition in corporate, like, I know this is not the rules, but we need her at yeah, a higher right level. Up. Yeah, we need her here helping us, right? And so um, I, I I went from making $11 an hour to making 34000 right? And so it was a huge jump, but I'm like, this can't, can't be it. It. More. it. it can't be it, right? And so, again, me developing myself and trying to figure out where's the help, where's the gap, where's the weakness, right? And how can I help, right? So the program was suffering in numbers, okay? And I was like, I can do this. And so, of course, I prayed about it. I said, God, this is going to be fun. I think I can do this, Mm -hmm. right? And needless to say, I did. I started hitting the pavement, helping numbers come in. That's where my skill come in and helping nonprofits find how to find their numbers, make their numbers, right? and then again another 90 days next thing you know they made me a program coordinator i'm right up under the program manager at this point right and so when they says when the bible says that your gift will make room for you it did it just that it just yeah didn't. it did just that and unfortunately some people got weeded out behind that yeah and i and i and i was hurt behind it
1: mm-hmm.
0: i was hurt behind it i was like you know god the point was not to push somebody else out the way right i was trying to hurt them but the fact of the is, they didn't get pushed out the way they moved out, out the, the way. way yeah they moved out. i'm
1: glad way. you brought that up because it's one thing i'm experiencing only only i mean not only in my own life and i feel like everybody goes is like when you start walking into your vision and things like that the people that are supposed to be there will stay the yeah. people who are not yeah will slowly trickle away yeah yeah because if you don't it's nothing worse than, like, hey, I want to, like, like, this is the goal right here, and I'm trying to get to it. But you're still trying, like, okay, we're going to make it. Yeah. You <laughs> can't reach you it. You can't. You can And the only way you can find reach is if you let, let somebody go. go. <clears throat>
0: yeah, because weight is heavy. <sighs> oh,
1: really heavy. Yeah, <laughs> weight
0: is heavy. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm accountable for my life, and that's another big lesson. Ooh. I'm accountable for my life. And I can't be accountable for you and yours.
1: They got to make their own decisions. Yeah. And, and,
0: and you, see, you see where the trajectory is going. And either you're going to speed up the pace and keep up or you're going to get left behind. Because I'm accountable for my life.
1: And that right there is real strong. Like, mm-hmm. One of the, I, I can't remember the exact name, but it's one of the like Warren Buffett. But what it's, what basically what it comes down to, um, you can't, if you were born poor, that's not your fault. But if you die for it, that is. That's definitely your fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, definitely your you fault. Look mad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because there's more to it, mm-hmm. right? And I, I couldn't settle. I couldn't settle. It, it, it was more to it. And that was part of my problem then. I was helping taking care of people as if I was still in the military, as if my money was still Ooh. the same thing, right? <laughs> Realizing that they were takers.
1: See, so you go into the holes. Yeah, yeah. And that that's another thing, too. Like, you're bringing up some great valuable, like, points, right, y'all? Yep. I was that those conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. I was like, you, you have some people that's going to take, 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 that's take, it. take, take. And I think it was came from, like, I'm paraphrasing what Joe Olson was saying, but it basically was saying, like, you can't really constantly be around people that's constantly taking from you Absolutely. and not receiving Absolutely. Because you'll be drained. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> You mm-hmm. can only do so much and then that energy or that light that you had so much that was gonna thrive you to where you want to be mm-hmm. is not there because you spent so much of it on other people. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely that's that's the reason why people are lonely and they got a bunch of people
1: around them. Yeah. <laughs> or in better words, you go squat together. Yeah. yeah. There's a reason why you don't see like someone now, I had to be honest with this because some people may not like what I'm about to say, but it's the honest truth. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to be with the highly successful people or the people who you really admire, you have to walk and talk and do all the all the things and hang around people that are doing that.
0: That's above you, That's yes, above you.
1: But if you const if you want to be there but you hang with people that's beneath and not trying to go there, you're not gonna get there. Ooh. You're preaching now. Yeah. You're preaching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean but 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 that's that's truth, right? Um, and it's it's at this level, right? It's it's just like the story between the chicken and the eagle, Mm -hmm. right? The the eagle was hanging out with the chickens. He thought he was a chicken, right? Mm -hmm. Until a greater eagle looked down and was like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) You're an eagle. You don't belong on the ground, right? But he would have never known that if a greater eagle wouldn't have, yeah, brought it to his attention, brought it to his awareness. And so, you know, um, in going through that, I had to learn the power of no, Okay, and start telling people, No, I can't hang out with you. No, I can't give that to you. Ooh. Um, no, I can't talk on the phone with you all day. No, I have to, I have to discover me. I can't give all my love to you because I need to love me in the season. Yeah, and that was the biggest lesson that triggered my no when I realized I wasn't loving me, I was loving people more than I love myself.
1: Man, is this part of the second book? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <I> just, <laughs> Chapter this, chapter this. Yeah, this, yeah.
0: Yeah. Know, so. yeah, and I kind of talked about this um a little bit in, in in one of my books, you know. Um, and and so, you know, after I ended up getting through this and I thought that I found myself and I was like, man, okay, I'm back making the money that I'm accustomed to. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like life's sweet, you yeah. know? Thank yeah. You. So as a woman, I'm like, okay, now it's time to get married. Okay. Time to get married, okay time to have kids, because that's the American dream, right? Oh, I feel like you need
1: to speak in this camera for oh. this, so speaking, like this is, yeah. I'm gonna mess with this, yeah. one. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> so, you know, I, I felt like, you know, it was, it was time to get married, right, and I was dating guys, guys wanted me, of course, and, you know, at the time, you know, I was still fresh out of the military, so I had my military body going on, and, um, I, I ended up meeting somebody, and, you know, fell in love, and, you know, He proposed, and uh, needless to say, it didn't work out. We got married and divorced. And that was the worst feeling in the world because, you know, going based off of my deep southern roots, you know, um, we believe you get married, you follow the husband. Yeah, I relocated to where he was. I quit that wonderful job. So
1: you took a huge job.
0: Oh, yes. If I could say one of the biggest gifts God has given me is the gift of faith. But when I tell you that I lack logical thinking for my boundaries at the time, <laughs> that's the reason why he gave you your mind. You know, I was so busy following my heart and, you know, the Bible says that the heart is deceitful, you know, Ooh. and it also says that a man that follows his heart preaching. is a fool. I told you know? you
1: preaching. Just, yeah. I'm just like, you know, I'm going
0: yeah. like, to you go. <laughs> I found that out firsthand Ooh. and imagine at the top of the mountain And it's like, man, we're living the American dream. I can relocate to where he is because I'm brilliant now. I found my niche. I can go anywhere now and then come to a divorce and I have to start over again because here I am unemployed again. I can't stay out there where he is and neither was he trying to give me anything. He was trying to ruin me. Yes, he was trying to ruin me. And the hardest thing about starting over is starting over again. That's the next book. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the looks out. Like this is Yeah, interview. yeah, yeah. Starting over again. I was um, unemployed. Like you can go over I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. But, um, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. With all of this, the journey and much more, and you transforming into the person you are today. All right. So, tell the audience a little bit more when it comes into you becoming the author and then the speaker. Because... Now that they know your story, your background from the military, your struggles Mm -hmm. and all that, and how you overcome and found yourself, and having to start over again, swallowing pride, oh, there's so many lessons in this. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like, when did this part come in?
0: So, um, it actually started from journaling, right? Um, Because I didn't have anybody that I could be completely transparent and honest with. Sounds like your outlet. Yeah, very much so. Because I, I learned about telling people secrets that I thought I could trust. They are they, gonna tell everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. And um and so I started journaling about my feelings and so and, and and trying to put a logical plan together because I was going crazy inside my head. So I had to put it on oh, paper. They always say the
1: artist that suffers the most usually writes the best. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I had to put it on paper
1: because it you, was like if this doesn't get out, like I'm gonna
0: f- I'm gonna lose my mind. Yeah. Yeah, cuz mind you, I'm starting over again. My pride hurt again. I got a broken heart again. And I, I honestly forgot my value. Ooh. Yeah, just to be honest with you. And um I I, I and honestly my my face was in question at that point. Yeah. And um and so as I'm writing in this journal, I had the opportunity to 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 really go back and read my old journals and and see where I was. Yes. So
1: it's a good thing you did do that because because you were able to find yourself again.
0: Yeah, very much so and um, and remembering not to see like I'm starting over again as a bad thing. It was uh, one of those situations like if I get the opportunity to if I did it once I can do it again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing I feel like people need to overcome is like oh this is just it. Like no, as long as you don't quit yeah, you can still make it because there's going to be times where you are to face adversity and challenges and get knocked down. Yeah, but like any kind of fighter, the champion doesn't just arise when uh, not have strong offense, but a champion arises when he's able to get up when everybody else is against him or thinks he's out of the
0: fight. Absolutely, and and that's what makes a champion,
1: right? And it makes it one heck of a lot relatable. Yeah, Because then sure. you're like, I can relate to that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, um, you know, I. You know, let, let's let's think about Mayweather, right? Um, everybody loves Mayweather because he hasn't lost, right? And I had to stop looking at myself as if I was one of those fighters, like I won this one but I lost that one. What I realized is life, and I just gotta keep fighting the fight. I haven't lost anything because I'm still living. Okay. You, you see, see what I'm saying? I haven't lost anything. I'm still living. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So I'm Mayweather. Every day I get up, it's a fight, and I'm winning every single day, right? And um, and so as I'm 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 just trying, to add on
1: to that for you further, but also he has a lot of critics too. There. The thing is, though, he doesn't allow that to determine from his path. He knows absolutely, his
0: and it fuels him, right? It, it makes him do flashy stuff all the time. It just makes him come out and piss people off all the time, right? And but you know. It, that was
1: like one heck of a marketing move because honestly, and I have to give him credit, people watch and pay to see him lose and he still wins. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. A, they can't wait for him to lose. It's the same thing, I mean, not only in boxing, But, like, you know, with Tom Brady.
0: Absolutely. People
1: couldn't wait for him to get knocked out. (laughs) They were waiting on it. Yeah,
0: they were waiting Mm -hmm. on it. And, you know, and it's powerful that you say that because how many people are sitting around, friends, waiting Waiting on us?
1: Yeah, waiting on us.
0: Yeah. But but because I'm a fighter, I may get knocked down, but I'm not losing. Yeah, you can enjoy this moment, but you're going to see me again. I'm going to be back on the mountaintop. I feel like a
1: lot of this is in your speeches. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know <laughs> you know this, it's funny that you say that um, this right here, this part here is all authentic actually yeah um, and it goes about evolving and being able to say what I what I think.
1: but that's usually be the best. yeah because it is the original you you're not thinking that it. you're coming from. How you really felt. Yes. And that's yes. what really connects to the people the most. Yeah. Because yeah. people can tell when you be... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When it sounds great, but you but don't you're really like, believe it. You're like, what? Like,
0: did you... Yeah. And and I... And every year, I make a different declaration for myself, right? Um, It was embarrassing to go through a divorce, when right?
1: Took, yeah, because like, man, when you told your entire family and you were thinking that, and now you got to say, unfortunately... Yeah.
0: And I was speaking to, to some women about this and you know, one particular woman, she she kinda upset me in a way and she was like, Well, I was married, you know, X amount of years and I lost all that time, so I'm sorry if I can't receive what you're saying. And I and I said to her, I said and that's fear. I understand your standpoint. I said, But see you lost your past, I lost my future. Ooh. You understand what I'm saying? I made plans for a future. And and the worst feeling in the world is having hope for a stated plan and to watch it all just fade away. Like right in front of you. Right in front of you. Yeah, so you might not want to receive that because I don't understand what it felt like to lose my past. I lost my future, though.
1: Because you planned out for that. And that's what also, I feel like every little thing that you go through is like a learning lesson. Very so much so. Even, even though you don't want to swallow that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it's, it's learning to put, pick the pieces up. And the good thing about things falling apart and it, it, it has become a, a, a hot mess, right, is that you to choose, well, I want this piece, I want that piece. I'm going to leave that.
1: Well, I definitely don't want yeah, that. Yeah, I
0: want that. And you can create something new really? out of the pieces that, that, that are left after the, the, the storm, after the, the crumble of the building, right? You can make a new building. You can make something new. You can build something better. And so, you know, and that's what I try to empower people to to let them know, especially people that suicide. So like when I get a call, I just got a call the other day about somebody who um, tried to commit suicide and they were almost successful. Mm-hmm. Right? And I have to remind people that, one, you're not the only person going through this. Right? And you have to decide which side of the house are you going to be on. Are you going to be on the fighting side or are you are going to be a quitter? And you're not a quitter. Right? Um, and one person was kind of asking me, they was like, well, I just want to quit. Don't let your emotions take over your mind.
1: Yeah, because this is the strongest thing. And if that goes south, yeah.
0: What are you doing? And sometimes people don't realize that's a very permanent. You can't, you can't redo suicide, right? Once you're gone, you're gone. And, you know, many people commit spiritual, emotional, and mental suicide every day.
1: And that's why, like, I constantly and we're all human. We go through all mm-hmm. challenging and adversity and much more. But one thing I will say, uh, even for myself, is um, I constantly feed myself positive energy and things like that. Absolutely. Or I constantly surround myself with people that can be inspirational to my life and things. Absolutely, like that. absolutely. So you have to like constantly make sure that you learn different things and grow much more.
0: Absolutely. And um, remember, I'm a beast. Mm -hmm. I'm a beast. You know, um, I I was dealing with a youth group that I used to mentor and I used to tell them all the time, pat your chest and say, I'm a beast. Because many people didn't survive what you survived. Many people haven't gone through what you've gone through, but you made it. So you're a beast. You're a beast. And it doesn't matter what anybody has to say about you. It doesn't matter what you went through. You are a beast, and what do beasts do? We come through, we knock down things, we conquer things, anything that's in our way. Things are more afraid of us than we are of it. And the beasts uh, uh, never uh, confront another beast in fear. Beast mode. Beast mode! <laughs> you know, they'll never confront another beast in fear. They know one thing. I'm a beast, you're a beast, and I gotta fight to win. Got
1: gotcha. to.
0: I gotta fight to win.
1: So, um, ooh, that's a lot of powerful messages. So, um, tell a little bit more about the uh, the book and much more, uh, and this time like it's talking to that camera about it, like the title of the book so I can find it.
0: Yeah, so um, it's it's a number of books. Oh, go ahead, so take um, your time. <laughs> so um, the first book is um, majestic move. Um, in the struggle with straddling the fence. And it talks about being able to find yourself through your spirituality um, with God, right? And understanding that you and God walk in a place of alignment and that if you expect manifestations in your life, you have to be able to speak it and know how to present it and how to do it, right? Um, The other book is called The Me Within. And so this right here talks about identifying Challenges that I went through and how I turned into who I am today. And many times we have issues that's the root of the problem. And it happened when we were a child, but we're still carrying it into our adulthood, right? And so it's just helping us identify who we are. And my books are very transparent, very practical. Um, it, it, it just shares my life story. And you can find it on, you can find all of my books on um, www majestic move and it's www. Um, majestic m-a-j e s t i c move com and so you can find it there um you can also find my books on amazon and so um i also do speaking events um, as well, and so they can reach me at Nancy Smith at majesticmove.com as well, or call me. I let people call me directly.
1: Sure. You yeah that <laughs> Yeah, definitely. That because that's the most easiest <laughs> to remember. Yeah. So what's the how, what, what's your business line number? Um,
0: is eight three two eight hundred four eight six one. Awesome,
1: awesome. we you dropped a lot of different jewels and much more. I'm just listening. <laughs> so I was like, okay, she got it. <laughs> so yeah. much more. So uh, any other future uh, projects coming out before we close everything up?
0: Um, so I don't have any books um, coming out as of right now. Um, I have one that I'm really working on, and I think this may be specifically for the women because it says transform single to prepare for marriage. And so it's just talking about everything that I've learned and uh, examining me as a person in my character. And when I say transform single to prepare for marriage. It may not necessarily be marriage to a person. It could be marriage to a business. Right? And identifying if your character will sustain you at that next level. And what you need to identify about you. And, um, and so I have a speaking event coming up in New Jersey. March 15th. At the One Woman Conference. The Fearless Summit. So that's what I have coming up as of now. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm just
1: a you know, listener and viewer, just like everybody else <laughs> that happens to be the host. We basically took over the host now. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we end and wrap this up, this is your host, Chris Home, as always on Next Level Thinking, helping you bring it to the next level. And I have my special guest by the name of Nancy Smith. Awesome. Make sure you subscribe, like, share. It's going to be on Apple Podcasts and much more. And make sure you keep that out there so we can help people take it to the next level and remember that they have greatness within them. Peace and much love.